I am so excited to tell you that the Academy doors are now open. So if you want to become an Unbreakable Mindset Life Coach, then this is definitely your time. We have put some crazy discounts on the enrollment prices to make this so easy for you to step into this transformational career. Please just DM me the word coach on Instagram, don't coaching, and I will send you the link. Welcome back to the Unbreakable Mindset with me, your host, Jude Don't. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, then I encourage you to do so before you listen to this one. The feedback I've had for last week's episode was so lovely. You are all feeling so inspired to get back into your manifestation process. There are many of you who have signed up to Month to Manifest so you can figure out what your manifestation process looks like and how you can do it, which is fantastic. But this episode is going to be slightly different. This episode is going to be more like a big hug, right? Because we all need a big hug when we're going through our own suffering or when we are seeing the suffering of others. And I definitely needed that hug this week. I was so affected by the images and what I was reading about what was going on in the world. And it really did affect me mentally. So on Monday, I spent a lot of time crying for what I'd seen and praying for the families of everyone involved and for the people that it was affecting as well. Now, that's as much as I'm going to say on that because this episode isn't about that. This is about the big hug that you're going to get, right? And that's what I needed. And it wasn't a physical hug that I needed, but it was the hug that I could give myself, right? And I have pulled so deeply on that this week so that I could not just cope this week, but thrive, even when there was suffering. And I appreciate it wasn't my suffering, it was somebody else's. But it was definitely causing me to feel off. And as you know, from my journey with mental health, I don't cope well in that space. It can be a trick. It has to be something that I'm conscious of when I'm in that space because mentally I can go quite further into that so I'm always really conscious of my thoughts I'm mindful all the time of what I need to not just cope but to thrive every day and we can all choose our thoughts and we can all choose how we process information and on Monday I processed that with tears and I processed it and I processed it with grief And I also processed it with a lot of prayers. So on the Tuesday, I decided to pull on, what do I need this week? What do I need to give myself? And when we talk about self-care, it doesn't have to be meditation. Like that definitely wouldn't work for me, especially in those moments. So if you are going through suffering... And suffering can look different for everyone. It's literally anything that's making you sad means you're suffering. 
And it could be that you are just not in the right headspace. It could be that you are feeling despondent because there's certain things that haven't come into your reality yet. And that can be suffering. It could be a loss. It could be a frustration as to where you are now. All of those things are relevant right now to how you're feeling and what this episode is going to deliver you. Because one thing that's so evident, and and I'm a friend, so you might not have got this, but last week's episode with Jo, the reason why she's able to manifest so easily is because she's mentally in a good headspace. Her head sees the positives in the world. She focuses on the things that lift her up. And even when there was smoke bellowing out of her car, she chose not to see it as a big deal because she turned to the universe because her head was in that good of a space that it was easy enough for her to do that rather than someone else who might have thought, oh my God, like how am I going to afford this? Why does this have to happen to me? She didn't go to that space. She went to it for a second, I think, and then realized, oh, actually, I don't need to feel this way. That's an old mechanism. That's an old self-talk. And she turned it around really, really quickly. Now, that is only because she's mentally in a good headspace. So that's what this session is about. It's not going to be about the pain and suffering in the world. It's not going to be about how I was feeling or talking anything around those things. It's about what can you do to shift your thoughts and to get mentally in a good space. And this is really important, so I need you to hear this. We don't work to get mentally better so that our manifestations can come. Because if you are aiming for that, you are still in a manic state because if you are trying to get in a really good headspace just so you can manifest something then you are still going at it with a negative connotation because you're feeling a lack of does that make sense because you're in a lack of state you're desperately trying to get mentally in the right headspace so that you can manifest it in, but it's kind of like you're working against it. So the goal should always be that every day you work on how to get in an energetically good space, not to manifest something, but just because it feels so good to be in the best headspace. And that is my goal every day. It's like, how do I stay at that eight or nine sweet spot? So if if 1 to 10, 10's like saved for the day that something amazing happens, yeah, then 8 or 9 should be where you want to stay all the time. It's like high energy, high motivation. You are feeling so much love for your life. You're feeling gratitude. You're just feeling good. And when you've been in that space, you never want to go anywhere else. And for those who love manifestation and want to have abundance and want to grow, it comes organically because of that space. 
Nothing ever comes to you when you are mentally in a bad headspace because you just end up creating more. You know, how many times have you been in a bad headspace and things have just got worse? You know, something bad's happened, another bad thing's happened, this has happened. You know, you could probably list a handful of things because we invite more of it in. So if your goal, and my goal is this for you from this episode, is for you to get in a mentally good headspace. It's because I want you to feel good on the inside and on the outside. And then everything just happens organically from there. So how do you do that? We're 15 minutes into this episode. I've waffled on enough. How do you mentally get into a good headspace? So let me tell you what I pulled on in the last week. I know that one, and and everyone's going to be different, right? To thrive, we all need different things. They'll probably be along the same lines. But you need to almost do the work to figure out, right, what do I need to thrive? What do I need to not just cope and get above my coping level, but to really feel good? So one thing I did, the first thing I did was to avoid negativity. So I avoided the Instagram accounts that I knew were posting about the atrocities. That was stage one. Stage two for me was to throw myself into work, right? It was like everything that I did, I did with more energy and more passion. So if I was planning a client session, I was taking more time to do that. When I was in session, I was way more involved and engaged on a deeper level because I was throwing myself into it. You could call it avoidance, but you've got to remember that actually in my job, it is the thing that makes me thrive. I love it. So for me to throw myself in, it was me throwing myself into something that felt so good. It's like someone else, it might be going to a spa. Yeah, my job is better than a spa. So I am really, really lucky. So I threw myself into work. I was conscious of my thoughts and where they might go. And it's kind of like... And I'm not even sure if I can describe how to do this. But when it was going to some of the thoughts that felt uncomfortable, it was trying to adopt a neutral mindset about that. Because those negative thoughts and worries would take me off track. So for me, a neutral mindset on those things was to not think about the negative stuff, but to have hope. So to compartmentalize it and have hope that change would come and the fighting would stop. That was how I neutralized the thought. That was almost how I did it. It's a very hard way to describe how I did it. But I was like, how can I neutralize this thought? Now you can do that really easily with something that you're suffering through. How do I neutralize this thought? How can I reframe it? What does it mean? How can I take away the pain from the thought? 
That's essentially what you're trying to do. Another huge thing that I did was to practice gratitude. And I don't necessarily practice gratitude in, you know, if you were to Google how to practice gratitude, it would kind of tell you to write 10 things every day that you're thankful for. That doesn't necessarily work for me. I need to do in the moment gratitude. So, you know, just if I was cuddling my son in at night and reading a book, I was in gratitude for that moment that we were safe, we were in a warm house. I get to cuddle my little boy and read him a book and it's calm and it's peaceful. And I was grateful for all of that. I was grateful for my office. I was grateful for being able to drive to work. All of those things, practicing gratitude in the moment is huge. One of the other things that I did was to throw myself into the gym. So I am very inconsistent with my gym, with my exercise. And actually, I really felt like I needed it last week. Not because of what exercise can do in terms of toning up and losing weight and all those things. It wasn't. It was that men all time on my own. And as much as I go to a gym full of people, mentally nobody else is there. I shut them out. I take my iPad. I downloaded Ted Lasso. And I've watched it before, but I was watching it again because God, that is feel good. And I pounded the treadmill for 20 minutes and then I did some weights and I think I did that maybe three times last week and it felt actually might only been two anyway determined to do three times this week and it felt so good to have that time on my own to get out of it to just take my negative energy and turn it into positive energy so that was huge And that was definitely something I was mindful of, of doing that. The other thing I did was I tied up so many loose ends last week. I can't tell you. It was like, right, what can I do? What what shit can I get done? What can I take off my list? What can I do? So that I feel so in control that I am moving things forward, that my concentration is on something that is positive. So I focused on, um, I don't know, getting my son's cake ordered. His birthday is not on the 25th of November and we're mid-October. So I was very well organised, I think, rather than leaving it till like, I don't know, first week in November, which is where I would normally do it. So I'm a little bit ahead and, oh my God, I finished a huge project that's been on my list for a year and not only did I finish it off but I did it with I did it with mindfulness in a sense of I put so much effort and detail into finalizing that project which can I just say is not me normally I'm like a fly by the seat of my pants I rush things to get them done and I was so determined to put quality and care into what I was doing Not just necessarily finishing it, but really making it unbelievable. And it was that type of focus again that really gave me energy. I made sure I was connecting with friends 
who lift me up as well. Like that is huge. Other things that that lift me up on a daily basis is like mindful food choices. Because when we are in a bad space, we can lack the self-control that is required to respond patiently to those choices. And we can act impulsively. And then it just makes us feel bad. So I was very conscious as well, which sounds nuts, isn't it? It's like, (laughs) what am I going to do to feel good today? I'm going to have conscious food choices. But those things do make me feel good. You know, even one night where um, my daughter wanted a certain a certain meal and I'd promised it for ages and it's like this lovely kind of pea pancetta parmesan pasta with creme fraiche and I just thought you know what I don't think I'm gonna feel good after that I think I'm gonna feel a bit lethargic I'm gonna feel a bit like I've had loads of carbs (laughs) so instead I made myself something different that night and yeah it was a bit of a pain (laughs) but It was like everything I could do so that I could feel good. I was nourishing my mind. I was nourishing my body. All week it was like, what can I do to get back in the good headspace? Now, I'm really lucky because I know I have done the work on the part of my mindset that would pull me in places that feel uncomfortable. So it's very rare that I would have you know, negative talk, negative feelings about myself, you know, or not feeling good enough, etc. And that might be some extra work that you need to do on your limited beliefs and how you view the world. And you might have to make a really conscious effort to think about the words that you say, the negative language, whether you're talking to people, and you're just having a negative conversation because you're bitching about this and that, you know, definitely avoid that. But also avoid that negative talk in your head about what's going on and do the work to reframe that all the time. What is this thought telling me? How is it serving me? How can I switch it around? So I invite you after this episode to do two things. One what do you need to get above your coping level? So what are the daily things, right? So for me, it's like, you know, getting work done, not procrastinating, um, you know, having a tidy house, tidy office, all of those things keep me above my coping level. But for me to thrive, it requires a next level. It requires me to step outside my comfort zone. It requires me to put 110% into to the things that I'm doing. It requires me to really push my exercise and my health side of things. It requires me to spend time with people who are like-minded. It requires me to go deep on that gratitude on a really conscious level. It requires me to put gorgeous things in the diary, like experiences or days out or just really planning my day off. 
So from last week's episode, yes, I want you to be 100% inspired that you can manifest anything you want. But from this episode, I want you to understand yourself on a deeper level that when you're not in a good headspace, you know what you personally need. And bearing in mind, mine have all been very personal to me in this episode. You need to do that work. What do you need to be able to thrive? What do you need to be able to get into that gorgeous energetic headspace where you just feel so happy and content? That you don't need the thing to manifest to make you happy because you're happy already. It's like a beautiful added bonus, those manifestations. We should never be looking towards the manifestation to make us happy. We should be able to do that for ourselves. Have an amazing week, everyone. And do let me know on Instagram. Drop me a DM if this episode has hit just where it needed to. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judedaunt.com coaching.co.uk the links will be in the show notes this break is brought to you by adobe photoshop here's a fun fact every day millions of people around the world use photoshop to create all kinds of cool stuff designs for t-shirts and posters graphics to promote brands and businesses images for social and websites Anyone can do it. And to the guy who put a bulldog's head on a parakeet's body, you, sir, are a genius. Get started for free today. Click or tap the banner to head over to Photoshop.com.